You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, you're joining me for episode 269 of the Blended Family Podcast, and today I have a guest for you. We're going to be talking about trauma and how to move forward from that. So we'll get to that in just a minute. I am sorry for the no show last week. I had meant to do a show, but Sean's brother and family came in from out of state and they really only come here but once a year and they only stay for a couple of days and I just didn't want to take any time away from that and I just had no way of fitting it in. I've been a little bit overwhelmed lately. Uh, After the dog died, I kind of didn't do anything for those couple of weeks and so I've got a bit of a pile so I'm trying to just get a little bit caught up around here. The week before that though we had Kristen McDermott and we were talking about resilience. It's kind of like what we're talking about trauma today, resilience and how you move past it. Well today we're going to be talking about trauma and so you might think well that sounds very similar but we all know that we're all going through a lot right now and so I'm bringing you these shows because I really feel like we need that. We need to know how to move on from difficult situations right now and we need to know how to pick up the pieces from this last year and I know some of us didn't have a terrible time of it and some of us did and some of us lost a lot of people and some of us suffered really tremendous trauma this year and so that's why I've been doing these type of shows for you. I'm hoping next week to put out the show about culture and cultural differences in a blended family and I know I've been promising and promising and promising that. Um, The thing is is that I need to do a little bit of research for that show since well I don't have personal experience with it and I always want to make sure when I'm going to do research that I do a good job and so um, I'm hoping to bring you that one next week so stay tuned for that Um, because then the other thing is is we also just found out yesterday that we have to move our landlord wants to sell the house which I totally get everybody is moving down to Florida right now uh, obviously because of the circumstances in Florida and because of that you know my landlord's like hey I could sell this house and get a lot of money for it and uh, so we've got that going on and with all of this crazy stuff I realized that today would normally be the show that I would be putting out a Father's Day episode this week or last week and I am so sorry dad's listening that I did not do that this year the calendar keeps escaping me now that we don't have kids in school it's like I hardly know what's going on and I see the calendar every day but it's just weird I'm not timing things right and so I am sorry to my dad's I will make it up to you uh, there is no Father's Day special But that does not mean you are any less important, and I will find um, a special show to put out for you in the near future. For my dads, uh, you know, it was just, it was calm for a while, and then we just got hit with a bunch of, uh, a bunch of chaos, but it's okay. And our new saying is that, our new saying is, it's okay. So anytime something really terrible happens, I just shrug my shoulders and I say, it's okay. Because honestly, what other choice do we have, right? We don't have a choice. We just got to get through it, and I'm getting through it, and I hope that you guys are getting through it, and I I want you actually to do better than getting through it. I want you to thrive. I want you to do well, and so I hope today's show helps you with that, and I will hopefully 
definitely be putting out a show next week. Hopefully it's on culture. And then I've got some other interviews back to back coming up for you. So we've got a lot planned and I love you guys. Uh, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It just kind of helps out the show and share this show with others that you know that could use the help. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the interview after a quick word from this week's sponsor. Living the Good Life Naturally is a self-care company focusing on magnesium. Statistics show that up to 50% of the U.S. population is magnesium deficient, which can cause a multitude of health issues including headaches, muscle cramps, seizures, hair loss, and more. Kristen Bowen, founder, created the company out of her own personal health struggles, so she really cares, and she has a mission to help others achieve optimal health. I myself am a huge believer in these products, and I use them on a daily basis. It's been especially helpful for my anxiety and my pain. Try the magnesium soak, the magnesium spray, or the delectable bath bombs for an extra treat. And check out the website to see the entire product line and learn more at livingthegoodlifenaturally.com. Or you can go back and listen to episode number 237 when Kristen was on this show. Don't forget to use my promo code BLENDED to receive a special discount. Order today and get your health back. When her son was arrested, Jolyn Armstrong discovered that even an idyllic life can be turned upside down in an instant by catastrophe. That's why she launched Grapevine Mindwear, a counseling and coaching program aimed at helping you end the pain, find peace, and get your life back after a personal catastrophe. Jolyn's mission is to help everyone achieve peace and joy regardless of outside circumstances. Welcome to the show, Jolyn. Oh, thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. And you know, I really believe yeah. that this conversation we're about to have is going to be so powerful and life-changing for everyone listening. Mm -hmm. And I know that not all of us have had major trauma in our lives, but I'd say the majority of my listeners have. We're all blended, which means many of us have had divorce, which can be very traumatic in itself. Some of us experienced trauma in those previous marriages. Some had trauma while we grew up, and we stuff it away someplace just to have it affect us down the road. And other people are experiencing trauma with our children, as in the case of my guest, Jolyn, today. Everyone this year and last, well, we've been dealing with one catastrophe after another, right? So I think it's fair to say that being human is to experience highs and lows in life and some very painful things. So all of us have experienced in some form of trauma in some way at some time, or at least we know somebody who has. So today's show is going to be focused on helping you learn how to move forward from any type of event that has hurt you and is keeping you stuck. And JoLynn is going to help us with that today. But before we get started, why don't you share your story? Because I know you have a major story that prompted you into the work that you do. So why don't you share your story with our listeners so they can know more about you? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. It's and you're right. Oh my gosh, you know, trauma does not it's not picky about who it hits or when it hits you <laughs> for sure. So, um yeah, it's helpful for any of us to know kind of what what to do here. So, yeah, for me, I was I did. I really had the the coolest life I think ever I could ever imagine anyway for myself. So my my husband and I, well, what a 
great marriage. We were had a blended family as well. So um, my children were not his biological children. Um, but we owned a company together. It was a marketing company. Well, we still have that company actually. But uh, so we do some done for you marketing services for our clients. And we also coach them on how to market and why to market in certain ways over other ways and how to decide that. And um, also some work-life balance and things like that. Right. And so when the catastrophe hit me, oh my gosh, we were, we had decided to live in California that year, that winter, actually, um, typically we'll, you know, cause we can work from anywhere, which is part of the, the awesomeness of the life that we were living. Um, you know, we would spend a, a winter here, a summer there, wherever, you know, move around kind of with the seasons. So we were spending the winter in California and, um, we were preparing for a two-day intensive with some of our top, maybe about a dozen of our top clients from all over North America, the U.S. and Canada. And it was maybe, I don't know, I want to say maybe 10 days away. We needed to be in Las Vegas for this, you know, morning till night, two days on it with these, with these clients of ours. And so I was just neck deep in travel arrangements and, you know, dinner plans and making sure everyone's hotel was booked and all of those things that go along with planning, you know, an event like that. It was, it was fun, but it's a lot of work. So end of that work day, I look at my phone and I see like four missed calls on my phone from a number I didn't recognize. And I thought, oh man, you know, cell phones sometimes just don't ring, whatever. <laughs> but so I play the voicemails on my phone and it was this automated kind of computerized voice um, from a correctional facility in Colorado saying you're receiving a collect call. And then I hear my son's voice um, just saying his name and oh my gosh, mm. those like yeah, my world changed right then and there. Like I knew, I knew it wasn't, nothing was going to be the same, right? I've got four missed calls from a jail. Are you kidding me? Like, huh. So it, it took us a minute because you can't just call somebody in jail. I don't know if you guys know that, <laughs> but they don't, they're, they don't like take messages or anything like that or forward calls. But so it took me a little bit to talk to my son and hear like what these charges were. My son was actually facing a life, a potential life sentence in jail. I was like, what the heck? He was in the military and like a respected person and holy cow. Yeah. So it took, like, I started reeling that day right then and didn't stop for a long time, uh, as you can imagine. Um, so we knew, you know, I talked to my husband about it. We couldn't cancel the intensive. We're like, we've got a few days to get ourselves to Colorado, get him out of jail, so figure out how bail bondsmen's work. Like, how mm. does that even work? And, uh, you know, interview attorneys and um, get him, you know, set back up with the military and back on base and all of that, and then get to our intensive. And uh, thank God my husband was there. <laughs> I just think, oh, he made all the travel arrangements for us. And while I just sat and cried for the most of the time, you know, it just, it was horrible. It was a horrible time. And I kept thinking through that time, like, you know, I, there's no way that every parent goes through this when their kid is arrested. Like I, you know, you hear stories like this one's been back in jail a hundred times and whatever. And I can't imagine that this is happening. So 
or that this is like everyone experiences what I'm experiencing every time. Like I can't even, so I didn't recognize that this was actually trauma Mm. that I was going through. Right. I mean, I think especially with a son in the military, I'm thinking those guys have trauma, right? You see these guys come back from war. That's trauma. This is not, nothing even really happened to me directly. Right. So it was like, it took me a long time to even realize this is what I was experiencing. Um, so, and it actually had to be pointed out to me by my husband, like, Jillian, you like, this is, you're reeling here, (laughs) you know, um, this, I think we need to maybe talk to somebody here and get some help and figure out what's going on. Um, cause I wasn't even, even months later, I'm still, you know, I was reeling from it still. And what I learned through that was just every, you know, trauma will affect every part of your life. If you allow it, it, it hurt my business. It hurt my relationships. It hurt my marriage. It, I mean, every little piece of everything, like I had to cancel, for example, I had to cancel that, um, that mastermind group where, you know, we met, we met in Las Vegas. We, that group, we met at a different city every quarter Mm. throughout the year. Right. So we did one more intensive in, um, Orlando after that, that may, and then I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I was too overloaded with just my mind spinning. (laughs) So I, and that was one of my most profitable programs in my company. Right. So that it really, it took a hit for us for sure. Um, so yeah, it took a minute. That's, that's, that's where I was, uh, several years ago. And I think what I realized was my mind after, after a minute, my, I mean, my mind was just spinning and spinning and spinning every day. I'm spending hours just traumatized. And once I was able to define that, oh, this is trauma, this is what this actually is. It had a name. I was able to then research and find a way through it. Right. And I spent that time that I had been spending just spinning off. Um, I, I started focusing my attention and researching how, how can I get out of this? What can I do? And um, found some really great skills, found somebody to help me through it. I actually found a, um, a therapist to help me through this. And um, yeah, learned everything that I could about trauma recovery. And I'm so glad that I did. Because there is life beyond it, for sure. Yeah. So. And now you use that pain to help you help other people get through their trauma. And I think that that's truly incredible. Yeah. Um, and my heart yeah. goes out to you because we all know with our kids, we feel what they feel. And sometimes yeah. we hurt more than they hurt. And they don't even understand the the immense love that we have in our heart for our children. And it's so difficult Mm -hmm. when we see them hurt. You know, my friend has a saying, she always says, you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. And I say that saying all the time because it's so accurate. I mean, anything that's going on with your child, right? If they're upset, you're upset about it. But this is something obviously much more serious. Um, Am I able to ask, is he okay now? How many years ago was this? Yeah. So this was back in 2017. So, um, yeah, he's, he's better now. He actually, I did suffer probably a little bit more than he did, (laughs) especially initially, but, um, yeah, he made it through, he was facing a life sentence, but he spent about four years in prison and is back out now and doing really, really well. So, 
Well, that is amazing because that is, Shoot. yeah, that yeah. is very traumatizing what you've been through. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad you're here today though, because I know even when it, it doesn't, like I said before, it doesn't have to be a jail sentence. It could be anything traumatic, things yeah. that like Jolyn said, that you don't even think that you're going through trauma and you think you're okay, but you actually are going through things. And so, um, and we all mm-hmm. know what crisis feels like and what life is like. Sometimes we feel like we're in one crisis after another. So I'd love to know why is it so hard for us to find our way out of the dark during a crisis? And what can we do to help ourselves there? Because I'm sure there's people listening that are like, man, I'm, I'm in a really bad spot right now. What can I do? And so, um, but we feel lost when we're there and we don't know how to find our way out. So I'd love for you to help us with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that part of it is, um, and this was certainly true for me, like not realizing what trauma really is Mm -hmm. and, you know, how, how that affects our own lives. So first, maybe we start with the definition really of what trauma is (laughs) in life. And so then we can, we can move forward from there. Uh, Cause I was a little bit surprised when I, when I learned the definition and truly it's really any outside circumstance Um, or condition that you don't have control over. So outside circumstance, number one, you don't have control over it, number two, and it just overwhelms your ability to deal with it. When those three things are present, that is traumatic for our, our, you know, minds and bodies. So that when I realized, my gosh, okay, and that's why it affected me one way and it might affect another person, the exact same event might affect another person in a completely different way. It's because my system got overwhelmed with this outside circumstance that I didn't have control of. Mm. Right. And so people are coming to me now who are really suffering with different aspects of this whole, you know, this COVID nightmare we've all been through saying, Oh my gosh, why is my neighbor just like skipping along? Okay. But I am flipping out because, you know, insert what part of COVID has affected your life, right? I lost my job, my I lost my business, whatever it is, I can't feed my kids, you know? It's, it's overwhelming to a lot of us, and we don't realize necessarily that that's trauma. So what happens when we're traumatized um, is our mind really goes into overload, like, okay, I detect danger out there. There's danger. We can't control it. I've got to make this person safe, right? I've got to be safe. And so our amygdala starts sending out all kinds of signals, stress signals, and it's, it's working overtime, trying to keep us safe. And what we experience in that is just this spinning because in reality, we're not in the kind of danger that our, you know, our parasympathetic system thinks that we're in, right? It doesn't detect an emotional stress different from a physical stress necessarily. And so our mind just starts spinning and spinning and spinning. And when you're there, it's like that saying, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees. You're just in this storm of stress and anxiety. Um, And so for me, defining what that was as, you know, defining that it actually was trauma for me and then finding ways to calm my mind back down um, is, is what, 
what helped me and what I work with my clients to help them when they're really spinning off. And, you know, you might find yourself losing time throughout the day. I'm sure we've all experienced Mm -hmm. that, you know, we've been um, in, in crisis is just, oh my gosh, I sat down and it's three hours later and I've just been here stewing and spinning. Right. Yeah. And I love your answer so much because it brings me back to perspective, which is something I teach a lot on Mm -hmm. my show. It's like, Yes, we can both live through the same experience, but we see it differently. And it's all about how we choose to see something or how the story that we tell ourselves about that thing, right? And, you know, as a mother, the story about your son being arrested to ourselves can be much worse than maybe what it really is because it's the story and the meaning that we put on it and the meaning that we put even on ourselves as parents when something happens to our kids, Um, And so perspective is a really big thing. And so I love what you said is um, define whether this is trauma for you and then can you shift your perspective Mm -hmm. around it and start looking at things in slightly a different way just to lift yourself up little by little. I love that so much. Thank you for that answer. Um, One of the other problems I think, Jolyn, that we encounter when we're down um, is loneliness Because shame or guilt can really keep us from seeking the help that we need. And we may not want to tell friends or family members what's going on, which can lead to more despair. So how can one overcome these feelings of loneliness or feeling of shame so that we can actually get the help that we need? Yeah, yeah, I swear. Trauma is the great isolator. I always say that, you know, it just, it makes us fold in on ourselves and you're right, especially if there's shame or guilt involved with that. Um, You know, what I encourage people to do is identify what I call an inner circle. Um, If you have anyone around you that you can voice this to, find one person, get your story out to this one safe person. And immediately you'll see like, that it starts to lose its power over you when you can just get it out there. A lot of times just talking through it, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I think I can do this, man. You know, I can wait a minute. There's a hole. Here's a hole in this belief system that I have. Right. So just getting the story out there. And I know like I talked to a guy last week who is actually is a welder and he's like, I can, there is no way none of my friends will listen to this story. Like I can't tell them that I'm stressed out just because of, you know, this situation with COVID. Cause I went so long without work that now I'm struggling mm-hmm. to pay my bills and what, you know, all the other things he said, I, I can't tell like welders. No, we don't talk. We don't talk to each other like that. And in that case, thank, thank goodness. Like he had just Googled been Google searching and found my number and called me. And we had this great conversation and he left it like super lighthearted. Right. So just a conversation, even if it's with a stranger, you know, there, there are, well, shoot, call me if you don't have anyone, you know, (laughs) find somebody to share your story with, even if it's one phone call, um, to somebody and, you know, gain that perspective of theirs too. gain some insight from what they have to share, you know, what their feedback is. So that's a good first step. Yeah, that's great. And I know a lot of Mm. us feel like we need to be the hero and we don't want to reach out for help. I'm one of those people that I don't like to reach out for help when I'm in need because I just never want to put it on people, right? I'm the one that's supposed to help people I feel. And, but I realize when I do that, I take away the opportunity from someone else who really wants to care and wants to be there for me. And I had, I always have people tell me like, Melissa, how come you don't call us when something is wrong? And I'm like, I'll try. And so my friend said, please try and see what happens next time. And, and I did the next time I was down and out, 
I sent her a text. I told her what was going on and it did make me feel better. And I was like, I don't know why I don't just reach out to people because it does make you feel better. Even if it's just venting, you don't need the person to have a solution for you. You just sometimes need to get it off right. your chest and just feel that that love and support from somebody um, who who has mm-hmm. empathy. And I'm like, Jalyn, like if you, you can call me too and tell me what's going on because I just want to help people. And I know that sometimes people just need that. Um, so mental health, that's a big concern these days, especially with the world we're living in, right? You were talking about COVID. And I think this Oof. last year caused an uptick in mental health for a lot of people and, and kids too. And when we deal mm-hmm. with a crisis, we can be in such a fragile state. So what I want to know when it comes to mental health, like how can we protect our mental health during these times of crisis so we don't go off the deep end? Right, right. Well, coming from a person who did fully go off the deep end, you guys. <laughs> so, um, well, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing before I answer this question. And so for me, um, I always want to like I love preventative measures, right? So first of all, preventative measures in physical health. We all kind of get that. Like we should. We, we've all got our Fitbits and we're you know getting our steps in and exercise and all of that. We don't look or hadn't historically been looking at our mental health in the same way. Um, but I always tell people, listen, it, just because you're not in crisis now, for those of those lucky ones who have made it through COVID, you know, not feeling like uh, the whole world's up upside down, start taking care of your mental health. Now, any simple, you know, daily mental practices that you can do to bring peace into your life, practice bringing your mind under control during times when you're outside of crisis is going to help you when crisis hits you because it, it, you know, there's a good chance it's going to at some point in your life. So be prepared for that by having some tools um, that help you ahead of time. But for those of us who are here and like me, I, I just, you know, I had a great life. I don't have any need to take care of mental health. It's, it's, everything's fine. Right. And I'm kind of a positive person anyway, so whatever, but this thing came and just knocked me over completely unexpectedly, uh, with four voicemails on my phone, right. Changed my whole world. Um, for those of us who find ourselves there when crisis hits, um, I, I encourage you to look at your mental health the way you would look at it if you were physically traumatized. If you broke your pelvis, for example, you're not going to go try and, you know, keep running that 5K that you've been tra- you know, practicing for. You are going to make healing a priority. And the same thing needs to happen if you're facing, you know, a, a, a crisis in mental health. So make finding peace in your life a priority. Make Um, bringing your mind back under control when it's spinning off out of control, a priority and carve time out in your day for that. Uh, What I realized, you know, because I always thought, well, I'm a super, super busy person. I don't have time to do all of these things that I need, like all these practices and, and, um, you know, mind control exercises on myself. But what I realized was I'm in crisis and my mind is spinning off anyway. So I'm going to use that time that I have been just, um, you know, out of control and focus on bringing peace back into my life because you can't focus on perspective until you can kind of bring your mind back under control and have some peace there. So that's always the first step is just find that, you know, calm your mind, find some peace, use some, I, I always use, um, either cognitive, uh, behavioral therapy practices or dialectical behavior, behavioral 
<laughs> therapy practices. Those are two big words for really simple um, daily practices that you can use in your life. Yeah, I love that. So, and I would add to that, yeah. like you I mean, I think you basically said pay attention to your thoughts. I mean, the thoughts that run yeah. through our minds are the, some of the most damaging things that we can do to ourselves. And so I love what you mm -hmm. said there. Now, when someone's yeah. dealing with trauma, we always want to see them move quickly through it and get to the other side. But I believe we mm. really need to move through it and feel it and process it as we go, not, not rush it through. And I know that there's always a lot of work involved. And I know you just mentioned a few things about yeah. bringing peace, but do you have any tips on like when you're in the trauma, maybe some tools or exercises to help you get through it besides what sure. you just already mentioned? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, and I love that you say that. Yeah, it's not, there's, there's not a quick, easy fix. Like the practices that I use are simple practices, but it's also, it's not, it, healing from trauma is not like healing from a splinter, mm. right? I use that broken pelvis uh, analogy for a reason because it does take time and there is, there is work involved with that. And there is, healing time that's going to have to happen. Right. Um, so yeah, making it, making it a priority in your life, um, to bring peace into your life is such like on purpose though, right. Is such a big deal. So I use a couple of, a couple of tools. Um, one, I call it a power of three, the power of threes, which is super simple just to calm your mind down, which is, um, taking three deep, what I call diaphragmatic breaths, right? Which are, are belly breaths, right? Three deep belly breaths, naming three things around you in your room with a descriptor, um, and then naming three qualities about yourself is one practice that's super simple, power of threes, three things done three times right in a row um, that will center your mind, bring it back from, you know, outer space where it's spinning and, um, bring you a little bit of peace in that moment. Um, and then really working on perspective mm -hmm. is, you know, there are some real, um, simple practices for that too. Uh, one of them is called a daily mood log. I think it was Dr. David Burns created this a while back and it's really widely used, um, to help kind of reframe perspectives. You can Google that. I think there's a link on my website too, to a daily mood log, um, that he created. Um, but it is truly just writing out what your thought is that's freaking you out right now. So for me in that moment, it was my son is going to be tortured and killed in prison. He's going to die in there and I'm never going to see him outside of prison again. Like that was where my mind yeah. went. Right. And for a lot of parents here, even if you're not, your kid's not facing prison, it's like, okay, my son is out. It's past curfew. He's in a ditch. Where the heck yeah. is he? He's dead in a ditch somewhere. Of course he is, right? And what we're doing is we're allowing that suffering that doesn't have to happen. We're allowing it to happen before it ever, you know, mm -hmm. before the event even happens. We're suffering through that event. And so if you write that out, you know, my son is dead in a ditch somewhere because he's out after curfew. Um, the second step of that daily mood log is, okay, how true is that? Can you tell that that's true, right? Do you know it's true? 
Um, and what's a, a more likely possibility or maybe two or three likely possibilities there, right? And then now, how much is this affecting you, right? So you do an assessment. How much is this thought affecting me negatively before? And then we work through that exercise and how much is it affecting me now? And it's a real concrete way. It works for those of us who are, um, you know, think we can think our way out of trauma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's one of those real concrete ways that we can work our way through kind of reframing a mindset. Um, another one that's kind of easy is rewriting the ending. So, you know, you think your kid's dead in a ditch somewhere. My kid's out after curfew. I haven't heard from him. I can't get a hold of him. So he's dead in a ditch somewhere. Well, let's rewrite that ending because that ending is not helpful for us, right? It's not serving us at all. <laughs> so let's rewrite it. Okay, my son is out after curfew because he's having a really good time with his friends, or maybe he's helping a friend through something, and he's going to come home, and he's going to be fine, and I'm going to have to deal with the fact that he was out after curfew. So, okay, there's that. But, okay, that's, that's the ending that is much more helpful for me. He will come walking through that door and be fine, right? Now, we can't know if that's true either, but it's a much more calming story that we're creating. In our, if we're going to create a story in our minds, let's create one that at least serves us a little bit in the moment, right? Absolutely. So, yes. yeah. So there are some tools that we can use just really quickly on our own to reframe um, our mindset when our mind is freaking out on us <laughs> in a situation. So I hope that's helpful. It's extremely helpful. The The exercises are great. And I hope for the listeners, you are writing these down um, or you can skip back and listen to it again, because this is some really helpful stuff that you can do even when you're not experiencing yeah. a trauma, even when just you're having some thoughts that are running away from you. It's a good way to reel them in. And I know that we all do that. So that was extremely helpful, Jolyn. Um, so now what I'd like to know is when someone does move through a trauma and they do get to the other side, uh, I mm. imagine they might feel maybe a little lost in the beginning. Like they don't know what to do next or what to focus on. Like they're in this new place. They got through something, but they need to start over and they don't know how. So how can someone still have an amazing life after a trauma? How do they start over? How do they get going after that? Yeah. So, oh, that's such a good question, Melissa. So, um, because the, the truth is trauma changes you. It's just, it's going to, <laughs> you know, the things we go through are constantly changing us in small ways and, and a traumatic event very often changes you in a very big way. And what I do, um, is I start when, you know, when I'm working with somebody through a trauma is I encourage them very early on. Um, even like when we're in the reframing piece of this, right? When we're still trying to change our perspective, um, I always want to look ahead and say, okay, what, what could come out of this? What's the best thing that could possibly come out of this situation um, to make your life better? Because it's going to be different. So why not make it better, mm. right? Why not just just do that thing. <laughs> so I, um, I spend a lot of time with my clients kind of daydreaming about, Oh, maybe I could, you know, why not spend some time working on this and get towards this goal or what was important before this trauma happened is no longer important now. So now let me look at what's, you know, what life is going to look like with these new priorities. You know, you hear people who have had, um, big medical incidents happen to them. You know, I survived a heart attack or this huge car wreck or whatever it is. And oh my gosh, what I thought was important is really not that important to me now. So what I say is let's look 
you know, eyes wide open at what is important to you now, what seems like is it going to be a great life to you after this, you know, as we work through this trauma, and then let's set some goals to get you there from here. Like, let's not wait until the trauma is over, right? Let's start working on those goals right now as we're working through the trauma. So, um, you know, first envisioning what life is going to be like, and then taking some concrete steps towards that and setting goals towards that um, will help alleviate that lost feeling if you, you know, if you do it early on. And also, you know, if you find yourself like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like, okay, life is a little bit better now, but now what? Yeah, it'll still, this will still help you. Just what do I want it to look like? And let me set some goals to get there. Good, good. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Now I noticed yeah. on your website that you speak a lot about mm. peace, Jolyn, and that's something that mm. is very important to me. And for this show, I'm really into peace. And I think it's mm-hmm. what we all really want, especially yeah. with blended families. Uh, the real question is, sure. how do we find it? And I'd love for you to talk about your 21 day email series on finding peace now. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that series, um, that's a fun little series. <laughs> so I created that. It's purposely, first of all, it's purpose, purposely 21 days long because, you know, all the experts say it takes about 21 days Create to a form habit, a yeah. habit. Yes. And so I did that on purpose. And so, and I made it as simple as possible. And this, this series is really meant for a couple of different kinds of people. So if you are in it, right now and your mind is spinning and you are, you know, like trauma is all around you. Um, this series is meant to help you kind of, it's, it will deliver every day, a new practice, uh, a DBT practice. So dialectical behavioral therapy, big, another big word, (laughs) (laughs) um, a, a daily practice for you to just try and see if that helps you bring some more peace into your life, right? And so I imagine for those folks at the end of 21 days, they're going to have, you know, a good handful of things that are going to work for them. There's probably going to be some practices in there that don't work for you. And I would just encourage you let those go and utilize the, um, the ones that do help you. Um, and create that habit every single day of just another practice to bring peace back into your life. And as you practice those over and over again, they become more natural for you. And you're able to, you'll find yourself doing these practices, you know, while you're driving or different, you know, different times throughout the day that are stressful for you and your overall stress level, you'll notice dropping down if you do this every day. So, you know, fun little, they're usually about 15 minutes long or, um, some of the practices you do throughout the day, but with maybe a a 15 minute prep time to get yourself set for the day to practice these throughout the day. So easy, simple, free, just sign up for it on the website and they'll be dripped into you every morning into your email inbox. That's amazing. And I really encourage everybody to do that. JoLynn, how does somebody Mm -hmm. get started with you if they really need more help than what we hear here on the show? Um, How can they contact you to learn more? Yeah. So um, thank you for that. Right. So my website is Grapevine Mindware. um, And I actually created a page special for your listeners with a couple of offers on there. Um, You'll find that 21 day series on there as well as some discounts and and ways to contact me. Um, So it's grapevinemindware.com slash blended. And so my, yeah, my phone number's on there. You can just call me directly if you want to. You can schedule a call out too. If you, you know, if you don't have time to call right 
right? That moment we can, we can schedule something and get together. And I usually will work with, um, with folks in a couple of different ways. So I like to use Zoom so that we can connect visually as well. Um, but I'll meet with folks on the phone too, if that's more comfortable. Um, you know, and I'll do one-on-one sessions with people where I do have, you know, what I call inner circles. So small groups, I keep them very small, curated groups of people who are going through similar things or who, um, find similar practices to help them. So, and, and we do these, you know, different, uh, mindfulness and, um, calming practices together. Uh, the groups meet every other week and then one-on-one I meet with folks just whenever, you know, as often as they need to either weekly or bi-weekly. So all of it's on my website. That's wonderful. And last, yeah. Jolyn, if you could give a message yeah. right now So those listening who might be in real pain in this moment and they don't see a way out of their trauma, what would you say to those people? Do you know what? I think first and foremost, you are not alone. Like we, so many of us are going through it and have gone through it. Um, I'd say, you know, again, trauma is the great isolator, but you don't have to let it be. So um, and you also don't have to have all the answers right now. So if you are in it and you're really hurting, uh, sometimes all you need to do is get through today, right? You don't have to know what the future is going to hold for you. Just get through today. Talk to somebody. Reach out. Don't don't think you have to go through it by yourself Um, and do something that makes you feel good today. Anything at all. Do something that makes you feel good today. That is great advice. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. And thank you for doing such important work in the world. It is so needed. Oh, thank you, Melissa. I really, really appreciate it. I know we've been talking for a while, so it is such a pleasure to be here with you today. Listeners, if you or anyone you know is experiencing pain, trauma, or crisis, consider working with JoLynn at Grapevine Mindware. She can better understand you as she's learned to overcome her own pain, and now she wants to help you do the same. There's no reason why anyone should continue to suffer in silence Find some help and support. Check out JoLynn's website. Check out her 21 Days Finding Peace Now email series. We could all benefit from that. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review. Thanks for listening and join us next week for another episode of the Blended Family Podcast. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.